All right, hey guys, uh, Mike Mills with uh, Verity Mortgage here today. Um, this is my good friend, Brad Bingham. Uh, he is a agent for Allstate Insurance uh, here locally, and he lives in Mansfield, actually has an office in Arlington. And um, Brad and I have been buddies for a very long time. Our kids actually uh, played sports together for from the time they were probably three or four years old. Um, all the way up till you know recently, really. Uh, now that they're in sixth grade, we're playing basketball together this year. So this will finally be our last year to to coach and be involved in all this stuff. The boys are moving on, so I'm big hoorah. I'm quite excited about that. Um, but I wanted to ask Brad in today because um, when it comes to insurance, um, Brad's one of my go-to guys. That you know, if I have questions about stuff, or if uh, if I need help with anybody that's kind of working through some issues, um, you know, he's a guy I call simply because. Um, more than anything, obviously we're friends and we've known each other for a long time, but really and truly, um, Brad is um, great about answering questions and helping explain what someone's going through when they're dealing with insurance premiums and, and claims and all that kind of stuff. Um, he does a really great job helping people understand kind of you know what to look for, what all this, you know, sorting through all this insurance stuff, because honestly, and, and I'm the same way. Most people, when they think about insurance, you know, it's like, it makes me want to go to sleep. Like I'm not real fired up about it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but you know, this is what Brad does every day and he understands it uh, better than most. And so, you know, I use him as a resource often and I thought it'd be good to kind of have him come on here and explain a few things in his own words, um, you know, kind of how, what you need to look for, especially when it comes to homeowners insurance, you know, that's what we'll primarily be talking about. Um, you know, what premiums are based on, uh, you know, why there's differences in different kinds of premiums, you know, what the cost is primarily based in. And when you actually have claims, like what it is you need to kind of watch out for um, when you actually need to make a claim on your house. So even though, um, you know, insurance sometimes can be something that nobody wants to talk about until you need it. Right. Nobody wants to discuss it until it becomes a problem. And so the old doctor uh, attorney. That's uh, right. <laughs> that's right. You never want to speak to him until, you know. So. Um, so anyway. Uh, but first, just like I always start everything out, um, Brad, tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of, you know, I, I joke all the time because every single person I run into either went to high school, junior high, or, you know, church or something with Brad. Like Brad knows everybody in the immediate Arlington, Mansfield area. So so tell us a little bit about like, you know, kind of where you came from, how you started, all that kind of stuff. So once again, my name is Brad Bingham. Uh, I've been with Allstate for about 22 years. Um, I uh, was born and raised in Arlington, went to Dunn Elementary, Bailey Junior High and Arlington High School. So right in the heart of Arlington, my office is still right there by Bailey Junior High. So I've, I'm, I'm in my old stomping grounds. I wore my, my Arlington Stadium shirt for you. Just the old school, bring it back. There so. you go, there you go. So, um, you know, I know my surroundings. I know my area. Uh, I do know a lot of people in the area, just from the people that have grown up here. So, um, to me, that's a benefit. You yeah. know, if, if you if you can help your customers when they need something, um, you know, I need a roof or I need an electrician, I need a plumber. It's always good to be there. Um, you want your customers to come to you when they need something right. and you don't want them to call an 800 number. You don't want them to call uh, somebody else. You want to be first in mind. Right. So um, I, I, I pride myself in, in, in being able to help people through the process, whether it's buying an insurance policy or a, a claim. Um, maybe they even ha have a different insurance carrier. They're not even my customer, but they need questions and they don't have anybody to go to. I like to be that person. Right. So how did you get into insurance to begin with? Like, how did that even start? Well, so um, actually I was, I, I played baseball through college for two years, uh, got into the golf business, was working at the Four Seasons. Um, and my dad came to me when I was about to finish college and said, what are you gonna do for life? And I said, well, 
I'm gonna play golf. And he goes, well, do, do you wanna make money or do you wanna play golf? And I said, well, I'd like to do both. And he goes, that doesn't happen. So- Or rare, it's rare. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So dad happened to be an Allstate agent um, yeah. and he asked me if I'd be interested to get in the business. So I uh, went to a class with no book, uh, no preparation, nothing. And um, went and took a test and I failed. So I realized real quick that this was gonna be a little bit tougher than just you know getting through college. Right. So. Um, studied a little bit harder, uh, went and passed my test, went to work for dad, worked for him for about seven years, um, and then went through a process of purchasing the agency from him. And so from there, we've grown it from about a $4 million book to about an $8 million, $8.5 million book. So um, I've been uh, somewhat successful, been doing it for 22 years. And, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, you know, how are you successful? And I just said, it's persistency, right? Yeah. You take care of people. Uh, you don't worry about every penny that you make. Um, it, it will always come back. Sure. Once you take care of people, your business will take care of you. That's yeah. what dad always taught me. Um, and so that's that's how I got in the business. Well, and that's, again, you know, he just said the one of the main reasons that I refer a lot of people to Brad is simply because he has the same mentality to some extent that I do, which is just, you know, treat people well, be nice to them, answer their questions, help them out as much as you can. And the business kind of takes care of itself, right? You don't have to go out there and pedal every single day and, you know, you run into people and you have respect for them and you help them out when you're available to help them out and, and give them direction on different stuff. You know, the business kind of comes on its own. It's organic. You don't have to push for it. Right? I tell people all the time, I can't control a lot of things. I can't control rates. Right. I can't control what adjuster you get. Right. But what I can control is how I treat people um, and how my staff treats people. Yeah. I have some of the best staff, I think, in the industry. Um, and to me, that's key. If I have a good staff, I'm going to have a good agency. Right, right. So, okay, speaking of can, I can't control rates. So um, I think, uh, and I talk to people about this a lot whenever we talk about, you know, payments and stuff about insurance specifically. But um, what is it when you look at an insurance premium in general, uh, especially when it comes to homes, okay? What would you say, you know, makes up, like, how is that premium determined? What's the biggest factor in determining what the premium is? Well, there's two, there's two aspects to it. One is the insured, right? right. They, they want to see a, a responsible uh, person. Uh, so that comes down to your credit. Right. That so credit comes, matters these days. Always, yeah. always, everything. Yeah. So it comes down to your credit. It comes down to um, how you handle your daily business. And they, they have scoring systems that will score a individual. Right. And then there's, it comes down to the characteristics of your property that you're purchasing or you're refinancing or whatever it may be. Uh, how old is the property? And, uh, you know, a 1901 property is going to be more expensive to, to insure than a 2021 property. Right. Um, the age of the roof is a big factor. Um, the condition of the roof. Um, the, uh, you know, if you have a brick home, it's going to be cheaper than a frame home. A frame home is more uh, uh, susceptible to a fire compared to a brick right. home. So right. if you have a fire at the house, uh, your, your fire department's five minutes down the road, you have a frame home, you're going to have a lot more damage than you would with a brick home. Right. So the characteristics, the characteristics of the home and then also the stability of the borrower are going to make a big difference. Okay. So and has that always been, I know the, the credit piece of it, you know, obviously as lending, this is something that we obviously deal with, but I seem to remember um, it wasn't always a, a piece, was it, was it? It wasn't. I would say, so I got in the business in 99 um, and I would say credit factored in probably in the early to mid 2000s is okay. really when it started to be a heavy factor. Right. Uh, when I first got in the business, it was just you know problem. clean or acceptable or unacceptable. Right. And, and now they have a scoring system where every company is going to tier you based off of that responsibility right. factor. And so, um, you know, although it does relate to your credit, it also relates to your responsibility. Right. Um, and so somebody who, you know, does pay their bills on a time limit, it doesn't matter if you make 
uh, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year or five hundred thousand dollars a year, if you don't pay your bills on time, it's gonna it's affect gonna it. it's gonna affect it. So it's a bill, that right? That's right. That's right. So it's not really um, your ability to pay; it's more about how you pay. Right. Your willingness. Your willingness right. to pay. That's, <laughs> that's right. what a lot how of you prioritize. Um, so, okay. So when you talk about, um, you know, people's ability, you know, when they're looking at their credit and stuff, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, when you, when you hear people, cause this, I deal with this a lot too, say, well, I don't use credit, right? I don't, I, they have a low credit, which <laughs> how, how do you live these days? Right. Which, which by the way, I mean, I, there's no, that's great. You know what I mean? Like you don't have credit cards, you don't have debt. Like that's fantastic. Yeah. That's a good way to be, but it does play a role. Like when you make decisions and we're, I should say when companies make decisions, based on you know whether to lend you money or whether to uh, provide a Insure service you. to you, yeah. right, yeah, that, that, that requires payment on a monthly basis. It's something that they consider. Now, I remember we used to, and I think it may have changed, you can tell me, but used to if somebody, like let's say for example, they had a divorce, right? And their credit was wrecked because, because this happens all the time, sure. because their spouse didn't pay the, or ex-spouse didn't pay whatever credit card bill or whatever used to you could factor in for that can you still still can yeah okay. absolutely there's there's a credit dispute process so okay. if you've been through a divorce or if you've lost a child or you've lost a spouse uh you involuntarily lost your job with uh with corona the the coronavirus we've had a lot of people that lost their job they right. didn't you know no doing of their own they just their, their business shut down and so they lost their job um, if you have those circumstances and that it was a direct impact on your credit then absolutely there's appeal process there's a, a three-page uh, uh, application that we fill out, send it into underwriting. They'll look at every individual case and absolutely they make exceptions. So if it, it, it if that becomes a situation, we can always help you with that. Uh, just because something happened that was out of your control, call us, let us talk about it. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't shy away from it. Just be honest, open and tell us what's going on and yeah. see if we can help you because a lot of those, a lot of those circumstances can be taken care of. You can correct it on, on your side. Yep. Now, what, just to give a, and I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, so you can ballpark us here, but so um, I always tell people, you know, whether you're buying a $200,000 house or a $400,000 house, your insurance premium on a monthly basis is going to be somewhere around 200 bucks a month. It could be 175, it could be 225, it could be somewhere in that range, um, but it's not going to be 25 bucks unless maybe it's a brand new home or it's not going to be 500. So, you know, you can shop and do different stuff in that range. But when it comes specifically to the credit part, so when someone has, let's, let's call it bad credit versus someone, and by the way, they don't pull like a hard inquiry, right? No, that's yeah, right. It's, it's just a soft, a soft thing. Just thing. like you're, you're, you get a pre-approved letter in the mail from a credit card company, they're pulling some type of system that's going to give them right. a score to qualify you that way. Right. So you're same pulling. situation. It's going to be a soft hit, not a hard hit. It's not going to affect your mortgage. It's not going to affect you right. purchasing a house. A it won't car. show up anywhere. That's correct. It, yeah. it shows up as an inquiry, not a pull. So, so for someone that has, say, not the greatest credit and someone that has really good credit on and all other factors being considered equal, what would you say the difference in a premium could be on a monthly or yearly basis? Huge. Pretty yeah. big. For, for, for the Allstate scoring system is a 1 to 50 scoring system. Okay. The difference between a 1 to 50 is a large, large amount. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you most of your people that are in the 50 range are probably not going to be qualifying to buy a, a purchase a house. Right. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a big factor, but somebody who has a credit score of over, I would say a 30, a lot of those circumstances, like we talked about, you know, there are circumstances that they have good credit, but sure. they lost their job right. and it's affected their credit. We can work through those processes and get you taken care of, but it is a big difference. Credit yeah. is a big factor when yeah. it comes to insurance pricing and pretty much Auto home. It doesn't matter. Right. But pretty much across the board too, all insurance companies do this now. This I, isn't 
there are some that are that are more stringent with it and yeah. some that are less. Yeah. Um, but yes, in most cases, all insurance companies are using some type of a scoring system on your responsibility. So um, something that you tell me all the time, and you just said it a minute ago, is that you really can't control rates, right? The, Nobody can control rates. The premiums are what they are. So. So when you look at different companies, wait a minute, right? wait a minute. Progressive, you can name your price, right. <laughs> but they can't control the price. Right, right, right. That just means you get less coverage. Yes. Well, okay. So that's a good. That's kind of where I was going with this. So, so when you look at different companies, you know, we won't name the other ones, but you know, you're all state, so you have other companies that you compete against. Really and truly, like when it comes down to when you're seeing big differences in rates, obviously some companies have different premiums, but they're really not that big of a difference. Right. But when you see a dramatic difference between, say, something that you would offer somebody and something someone else would offer, and it's significantly different, that throws up some red flags for you, right? It, it typically comes down to deductibles. Right. Um, what, I, what we see in the industry a lot is I quote people how I would purchase insurance, right? So when I start out, um, I put all the endorsements on there that I would want on my policy. Right. I do a deductible that I know that I can afford that I that that when it comes time to a claim, right. I'm not saying, well, who's going to help me here because I can't afford my deductible, right. right? And what we see a lot of times is when people quote price, they're quoting higher deductibles. Instead of having a 1% deductible on your roof, you're getting a 2%, maybe a 3% deductible on your roof. People don't look at the fine details. They just look at the price and say, oh, that's cheap. This is the one I want, right? right. So when it comes time to get that roof replaced, uh, and you have a six to eight thousand dollar deductible compared to a twenty five hundred dollar deductible, it, that that plays a big factor in your price. So, so talk to uh, uh, twenty nine or thirty year old Mike when he says, uh, you know, you say deductible, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, but I don't really know what that means. Yeah. So, so, so what is that exactly? With the inflation that we're experiencing today, uh, the values of homes are exponentially going up, okay. um, and especially the replacement costs. So. What we used to be able to rebuild for $200,000 is now costing us $300,000 right. to rebuild. So that plays a big factor in one, your premium, and then two, your deductible. So your deductible is based off your dwelling coverage, not the claim. A lot of people say 1%. Oh, well, if I have a $10,000 claim, you're telling me I've got a, a $100 deductible? No, that's not the case. It's it's 1% of your dwelling coverage. So if we have a $500,000 house, we have a five, $5,000 deductible. Um, if you have a 2% deductible, You've got a ten thousand dollar deductible, and now you're covering the cost of your roof. Right. The insurance company's, you know, covering a fraction of your roof, right. so absolutely they'll give you a cheaper price. Sure. In your premium, um, typically here in the DFW Metroplex, sixty-five to sixty-seven percent of your rate is going to come from your roof. Right. So if you have so many roof claims, absolutely, here, right? we have a you know we have a hailstorm every year. Right. Does it hit Mansfield? Does it hit Collin County? Does it hit Denton County? It's going to hit DFW sometime. Right. right? Every year, but. Um, when it comes down to to the age and the condition of your roof, it's it's a major factor in your premium. So um, when we're paying out sixty seven percent of your rate towards roofs, you bet that's going to be the biggest factor that they're going to take into pricing. Right. And the deductible is actually money you you come out of pocket by state law. You're supposed to yes. yes. So yeah. when you have a claim and your roof is let's let's do some easy numbers. You got a, a ten thousand dollar roof. You've got depreciation of, let's call it 3%. And a lot of people don't understand the depreciation. Depreciation is simply, your roof is not brand new. It is old, just like a car. As it gets older, it depreciates. Your roof, as it gets older, it depreciates. And right. so, as your roof depreciates, they're gonna take that out of your claim, okay? If you have a replacement cost policy, at the end of the, the process, when you replace your roof, they're giving your depreciation back to you. It's called recoverable depreciation. If you purchase a policy that does not have recoverable depreciation, it's called an actual cash value policy. And if you have an actual cash value policy, now you have a, let's call it a $2,000 deductible at right. 1% on a $200,000 house. 
plus the $2,000 of depreciation. On a $10,000 roof, you're getting a $6,000 check and you're coming out of pocket for the rest. Gotcha. On a replacement cost policy, you're going to come out of pocket, the your deductible, and then after you put the roof on, the insurance company is going to reimburse you the de- depreciation. Oh, okay. So that's a better... Which is more You expensive. want a replacement cost policy. Right. It's going to cost you more. But once again, that's the fine details. Right. When you're buying a policy and, and, and one company's quoting you $2,000 right. and one company's quoting you $1,700... The one company has the one percent deductible, right. and the other one has a two percent with a with a non recoverable depreciation policy. Right. You're not getting apples to apples, but that salesperson is not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you my price is seventeen hundred dollars, and you have no idea until you actually have a claim, and then that's you have no idea. Right. And then you're calling Brad, right. saying, "Hey, Brad, can you explain this to me because my agent won't answer my call." <laughs> well, okay, so that's another good good segue into what I was going to ask you next is. And we'll just use, since you, since you brought them up, we'll use Progressive, right? As an example. Uh, the name your price tool. They have great commercials. Like, hey, uh, flow's cute. Yeah, yeah, flow's yeah flow's I, I love yeah. the commercials. But, okay, so so when you look at the models of insurance, you know, the company, how they how they put together, sure. um, I call it like an agent model or a call center model. It's called direct. Right, direct. So um, what would you say, you know, obviously, look, will it, he's an agent. He, he works in an agent <laughs> model. So he's going to have a bias towards that. Okay, we'll get that out of the way. But that being said, you know, um, what would you say are the biggest, you know, differences and why, you know, because I tell people all the time, it's important to use an agent based model simply because you can pick up the phone and call them. And, you know, if you got to call them, most of them, if you're going to call progressive, you're going to have to, you know, sit there on the phone tree for 45 minutes until you get to somebody who has no idea and you're going to have to repeat your policy number and all this other stuff a hundred times. So I'm going to say the biggest Difference is advice. Um, if you want to be able to call your agent, have a conversation and say, hey, I've got some situations that I want to talk about. Um, can we discuss this? Absolutely. Um, that's what an agent's there for. If you have an 800 number and you call them up and say, well, I've got some situations, I need some advice. They're going to tell you, well, let's file a claim and then you can talk to the adjuster. And once you file that claim, it's on your record. It's a it's a permanent record. It doesn't go away. They can't it's take it It's going on your permanent record. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going away. It follows you for anywhere from three to five years, depending upon the underwriting at whatever company you go to. Some of them use a three-year history. Some of, some of them use a five-year history. So once you file that claim, it's on your history. Right. Um, if, it's it's zero, if it's a zero, if it's a zero, sometimes uh, what it really comes down to is qual- if you can qualify. I got you. Right. I got if you, you have if you have three inquiries with a company and they put three claims on your record and you go to shop your insurance, you're not going anywhere. Even if they didn't pay you a penny, you're stuck with what you've got because you have three claims on your record. Um, so the biggest factor when you when you look at a direct model compared to an agent model is the fact that you can pick up the phone. Typically, agents have great staff. They're knowledgeable. You can call them up. You can ask them questions. They can answer your questions. Um, and you can determine whether you want to file that claim or not, right? right. You've got a deductible, let's call it a $5,000 deductible, and you've got a $7,500 claim. Um, you've got discounts for claim-free discounts and things like that that are going to be penalized depending upon the type of claim. Right. If it's weather-related claim, they can't affect your premium whatsoever. Right. It's state law. Right. But if you have a water claim or your dog bit somebody or uh, somebody came in your house and they slipped and fell down and uh, their doctor bills or, or whatever, we can walk through those processes and say, this is when it's time to file a claim and this is probably not best use of your insurance policy at this right. time. So um, to me, a direct model is, is is it's there for the consumer that doesn't care for advice and just wants to buy a product. But if you want advice and you want somebody who's going to back the policy up and, and be there and be available to you, I give my cell phone number out to my customers for one reason. And that's because 
if you can't be available to your customers, you're no good to them. Right. Um, it may disrupt my family time here and there. Sure. It may disrupt a basketball game or, or, or a volleyball game or a soccer game, whatever it may be. But you know what? If, if I can't promise my customers I'm going to be there for them, I'm no good to them. Right. Right. And there's, you know, it, people take value in the fact that, you know, you're there to help them. And, and by the way, too, you know, you were talking about um, whether or not it makes sense to file the claim or not. I think the confusion sometimes with that is like, oh, well, of course, you know, the insurance company doesn't want me to file a claim because they have to pay for it. Sure. And there is certainly a part to that, I'm sure, in some cases. But, um, you know, with Brad, he when he tells you that, it's more about the math, right? It's more about... It always comes down to math. Right. It's like, here's what you're going to pay, but here's what it's going to affect to you. So it's up to you. I mean, you give him this, like, look, you can do whatever you want to do. But here's, if you file the claim, this is what's going to happen. If you don't, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, uh, the contractors are also based... The way they price their things are two different ways, right? You always have cash prices. So you call up a contractor and say, "Hey, I'm I have no insurance. I'm I'm not going through my insurance company. What will it cost me to have this this done?" Uh, they're going to give you one price. But when it comes down to insurance pricing, the insurance industry really controls the pricing on what they pay out on a claim because they have uh, uh, software programs that are going to say, "If you need a new roof, this is how much it costs." Right. Right. Now that can be adjusted by supplementing and in, in other diff, other processes, but for the most part, it's all controlled on how much is paid. So uh, yes, we're always going to walk you through what's best for you, and and that math is very simple: your deductible, your discounts, mm-hmm. um, and what does it cost you to get the repairs made? Right. And so. Um, those claims will stay with you for about a three to five year period, like we talked about. And we'll do the math of here's how much your deductible is, here's how much you're lo- losing in discounts, mm-hmm. and here's what your out-of-pocket expense is today and make, let you make that decision on what you want to do. Okay. So so when someone calls you and says, okay, I'm, I needed to file a claim, let's just talk about roofs or, or homes in general. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are, it, and let's say it's not you, let's say they have it with some other company sure. and, and they call somebody else. What are some questions that they need to ask and things that they need to talk to their agent or the call center person or present to them to help them make their claim a little bit better and make sure that they're needing to do it. And, and it's so necessary. The, the first thing when you, whenever you file a claim is always a date and a time. Mm-hmm. So they want to know the date and the time and exactly what happened. Okay. okay? Wind damage and hail damage are, are basically the same thing, but they are not the same thing. Okay. So wind and hail is always typically for your roof. We okay. get a storm that comes through. We get, you know, 90 mile an hour winds with hail. Um, wind is going to damage your roof differently than hail is, and they're going to pay how they repair that differently as well. Okay. So uh, wind damage is paid by the shingle, hail damage is paid by a square. So they're going to mark off a square, they're going to see how many strikes you have in the square, and if you have a certain number of strikes, that entire slope is now totaled. Gotcha. In a wind damage situation, whatever shingles get damaged by that wind are the only shingles that are gonna get repaired. They're not gonna see how much wind damage you have and replace the whole slope. They're just gonna replace those damaged shingles. Okay. Now, what about um, other parts other than the roof? Like, I know, like we had a big windstorm recently or, you know, last couple months and uh, we were building our fence and my whole fence came down (laughs) because of the wind. Now it wasn't, it was a small section. It wasn't enough to make a claim. We had somebody repairing it, but what are some of the other things that people need to look for when they either have hailstorms or wind that other than just the Yeah, so there are are coverages on your policy that are gonna be depreciated no matter what. Your fence is one of those, right? When you have a, a fence that's built to last 10 to 15 years, when the, when the fence is 10 years old, we're not paying for a brand new fence, right. right? We're gonna pay you a depreciated value minus your deductible. So once again, when you call the agent and you say, my, my fence blew over in the windstorm last night, what should I do? 
we're going to look at it and say, well, how old is your your fence? Yeah. Was it was it was it falling over to begin with, right. and, the, and the wind just kind of knocked it over, or right. was it a brand new fence and it, it got blown over? Yeah. So uh, when it comes to the fences like that, now as far as um, you know, car and and other types of damage, yeah. once again, date and time, they're going to want to know what happened. They're always going to want to take a statement from you. Um, and so you've got to be available to the company to be able to let them process the claim and and and, and fix your repairs, right. work with your contractor. Um, and that's really your duty as, as an insured. When you buy an insurance policy, you're in the contract it states at the time of the loss, you're going to cooperate with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. If you do not cooperate with the insurance company, they will not pay. Right. So it's always important that you be available for them to work with you. Um, you know, con uh, uh, claims adjusters are very difficult to contact, right? right. They are on the phone. 24 seven all day long, right? They don't sit by the phone waiting for you to call. Right. Once they leave you a message, they're on to the next call. Right. And so, um, you know, playing phone tag with that adjuster can be a little difficult and going back to having an agent or being direct, that's another situation right. where if you have a con uh, you know, conflict getting a hold of an adjuster, you can always pick up the phone and call your agent and say, hey, I'm having a real hard time getting a hold of this adjuster. Can you help me with that? And we can absolutely get involved and help you with that. Got it. Um, do you think that, um, and, and of course this doesn't happen with you, but um, when it comes to adjusters coming out or when it comes to uh, somebody showing up to look at your roof and they say, no, your roof looks fine. Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't need to make any claims. Yeah. Um, should you always take that? Like, Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, the process of claims have changed in the last few years with technology. Okay. Uh, Virtual Assist is a big platform that the insurance companies use, which means that a live adjuster doesn't always come to the house anymore. They come out with a third party, mm -hmm. they have cameras, they have video, they can Skype or chat with a, a, an right. adjuster behind a desk. Um, and so the person who's at your property is not really just the one, they're just, a, they're just doing a process for right. a company. So they come out there and they take pictures and what your contractor and what that uh, desk adjuster, as I call them, uh, look at for damage is not always the same, right? Behind the, behind the camera, you can't see what you can see. Yeah, in it's life. different. It's and different. so yeah. if they come out there and they say, you know what, what we're seeing here is not damage. You always have the right to go back to your insurance company and say, I'd like a, a second opinion and I'd like you to send an adjuster to my house. And when they send an adjuster to your house, I would tell you 90% of the time they have a different opinion because they can physically see it, right. they can feel it, they can touch it. Um, and now we have a better uh, a better view of what we got. Now, if we have a baseball golf ball size hill, Virtual Assist is a great platform. Right. It gets to the customer quick, it gets a check in their hand quick, and it gets the process going quickly. Right. But when we have a, a P to marble size storm, not always do they see that damage through the camera or through a video. And so they need to send a person out to come see that damage because 90% of your policies here in Texas on a composition roof cover cosmetic damage. Mm -hmm. On a metal roof, cosmetic damage most of the time is not covered. Okay. Um, and so most of the damage on roofs is really cosmetic damage. Your roof's not leaking, your roof's right. still functioning, it's shedding water. Um, but when it damages that shingle to the point where it will degranulate and it will deteriorate over time, that is still considered damage that is that is owed by the insurance company. Well, because eventually that shingle can wear. One hundred percent, you yep. get wear yep. and it, it speeds that process up when they get dinged. So, um, for my agent friends out there that watch this, um, the tens and tens of people, uh, what, <laughs> what, what um, would you say? You know, when you're when you have a client buying a new house, um, I know. I think somebody just do a really good job of making sure the roof's in good yeah. shape, and, and they yeah. have questions about it. But I don't think a lot of them do either because they just don't think about it. So what would you tell an agent or, you know, to guide their buyers yeah. on when they're buying a new home? Buyers or sellers. Um, I think one of the very first processes that you should take your customer through is, is not only inspection, because an inspection, 
they're gonna look at your roof, but they're not a professional roofer, right? They're not gonna look at damage, they're gonna look at functionality, yeah. right? When they're checking the boxes, it says that the roof function, yes, it's shedding water. Yeah. Um, but they're not gonna look and see if it's got wind damage or hail damage or if, if nails are backing out of the roof. Right. So I always recommend that they contact their, um, you know, contact a, a, a refer, have a great, you know, a great referral for them. Let them come out. I would tell you all roofers do free inspections, right? That's how they get their work, right? If they're, if they're charging you to come out, call the next one because there's plenty of them that don't. Yeah. So you call roofer out, have them take a look. If you're selling your house and you don't know you've got damage, it's much easier for you to take care of it now, yeah. deal with your insurance company. Then you get a buyer, yep. the buyer to have to go through this process and the buyer find another property in the, in the process and leave you and go find somebody else. Cause they've got a new roof maybe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you're selling your house, have that guy out, come take a look. If you're buying a house, always, always have the roof inspected by a, a roofer, not an inspector. Um, and that way you're getting a fair, uh, non-biased opinion on what they have going on. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody wants to blow up a deal, right? Uh, roofs can always blow up deals. Nobody wants to blow up a deal, but we also want to protect our buyers. We want to protect our sellers. Look, sellers have responsibility. If they had a hail damage and they don't take care of it, they're still responsible for it, yeah. right? I've, I've had multiple situations where a customer's bought a house, it fails inspection, we call the seller, we deal with the seller's insurance company, they come out, they take care of the roof after the property's already sold, mm -hmm. um, because that damage is still their damage when they were insured. That's right. Yeah. And so um, you can always work through those those circumstances, but it's always best to do it up front. That way you're not dealing with on the back end because it always becomes a hassle on the back end. Well, and I think, you know, in today's market too, I think, you know, somebody said, well, I'm selling my house. I've got 30 offers that are coming in. You know, it's not going to be a big deal. They'll deal with whatever they deal with. And to some extent that may be true, but what also happens is you get your house under contract as a seller with a buyer and then the buyer gets a home inspection and then the buyer comes back and says, okay, well now I want these five things or these 10 things or these 20 things completed. The insurance companies inspect too, right? right? So just because the inspector says this, yeah. when the insurance company comes out, they may have a list of things too. And right. if you don't take care of those things, you're not going to continue with that insurance policy. Right. Well, and the, then your, your buyers come back and say, okay, we'll fix it, but we need to lo lower the price $10,000 or, you know, give us closing costs of 5,000 or whatever. Concessions can be whatever they, whatever you guys choose. Right. So if you get out ahead of that before you get your house listed, because good, you can tell them, no, we're not going to do that and have somebody else come in, but you're going to run into the similar problems over and over again, unless somebody just comes in and pays cash and walks away. So for the most part, you know, if you get that stuff handled ahead of time to make sure that, that all that stuff, all your ducks are in a row, then you don't have to worry about the inspections as they come through and having to reduce your price. And, you know, cause then that, that 10 or 20% that you just, you know, you listed your house for 300 and you got offers for 320 and you took that offer. Well, now you just lost 10 grand or 15 grand off that offer that you could have had if you'd have just handled the roof situation before you got in. Very well. So, um, so it's one of those things you just got to make sure that, you know, you pay attention to and, and don't let it, um, you know, bog down the transaction because you just want to get through it and get out of it. Everybody just wants to get the house sold and move on and, and not have to deal with it. So, um, curious, uh, have you, uh, have you had any interesting claim scenarios over the years that, oh, uh, <laughs> any, that any that come to mind right this minute? Not really, but anytime you're in the insurance business, you're going to come across, I've been here 22 years. Oh. You're going to come across your fair share of off the wall situations. Right. Um, people think, well, I have an insurance policy. It covers everything. Right. Not the case. Your, your policy does not cover everything. There are exclusions in every policy. Um, and so there are things that they're not going to cover. But as you as, as you, you know, your normal stuff, your fire, your hail, your wind, your water thefts, uh, those things should be covered by every policy. If you're buying policies that don't cover those things, then you've got problems. Right. 
And if you have, you know, the, and again, the great thing about Brad and the reason I really, in, in, you know, use Brad, and just by the way, in all disclosure, Brad does not have my personal insurance. Um, I don't have it with him, and I think we have our rental properties with him. You but, do, you do. That's but cool. but my personal house I have with my college roommate and good friend of mine for years. And and um, but you know Brad helps me with a lot of other pieces to this because um, he's local. He's here where I'm at, and a lot of the clients that we deal with are you know kind of in the same area. And so um, I use him as a resource all the time. And I always encourage people, even if you know, I'll tell them like, look. I, you love farmers, like you are, or, or State Farm or whoever, like that's your favorite, fine. You've been with them for 20 years, no problem. Just just call and just ask a question, you know, because you're asking me stuff that I don't have answers to and you can't get progressive on the phone or you can't get anybody to call. So just call and talk to him and, and he'll help you out because Brad does things not because he's trying to make money. I mean, obviously we work, that's the goal. You know, we have businesses, we're not, you know, we're not doing things for free. But at the end of the day, like we said in the very beginning, it really comes down to just taking care of people and, and being a service to them because, you know, if you do that and your heart's in the right place, you know, business comes its way. Absolutely. Karma's great. So, um, well, I really appreciate you sitting down with for a few minutes. I know, um, again, you know, insurance is, is, a, is just a fiery topic that everybody likes to discuss. Everybody loves insurance. Right. But it, nobody cares about it until, you know, right. until something happens, right? Um, what is it, uh, Chris Rock's bit? You know, what, uh, I need insurance in case in case shit happens. <laughs> what happens? And trust me, shit does happen. <laughs> shit happens. Shit happens. <laughs> so, um, if you guys have any questions um, about this kind of stuff, especially agents, um, you know, these guys, uh, your insurance guys, your roofers, they're really good resources when you're listing your house to reach out to and ask questions. You know, kind of help prepare your sellers. Um, and this just it's one extra level to because it's a competitive market right now for listings. So it's one extra level of service that you can offer to your clients when you get in there to say, hey, let's look at let's look at your roof. Let's look at the property. Let's make sure our house is insurable so we don't run into issues once we get a contract accepted. So these are all little tools that you want to have in your tool belt and people that you want to have, you know, um, uh, direct contact with. Because if you have a, a friend of yours that's an agent or a roofer or something like that and you call them with a question that isn't related to buying a policy and they don't call you back, probably not the best person to have on your side, right? So, um, so give guys like Brad a call because they're going to be able to walk you through the process, help you understand what to look for, what not to look for, especially in a world that, you know, that people just don't deal with every day. And that's really what it is. I mean, most of like my business and your business is all based on information, right? right. How much information do you have about the particular topic? And, and the reason that we have jobs is because people don't really understand this kind of stuff because they don't deal with it every day because they're, you know, they're driving the bus or they're working as a teacher or they're working at Lockheed building weapons or whatever. Like th this is what their job is. So this is what we do. Um, and like we said in the beginning, we're just here to help and, and answer questions and make sure that you guys know exactly what you're getting into, regardless of if it leads to, you know, a deal for us or not. Yeah. And for the agents out there, uh, I know you call Mike all hours of the day. Yeah. Don't don't feel like if you've got an emergency after, after hours on the weekend, yeah. you know, you're showing this house and you've got a question, call Mike. He's got my cell phone. Yeah. He'll 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 give it to you. I'll answer your call. If not, shoot me a text message and you know, I can help you out in those in those situations where it's after hours and you don't have anybody to talk to, give me a shout. Yeah. So um, thanks, brother. Appreciate you coming. You bet. Thanks and uh, if you guys have any questions, give us a shout. We'll see you later. Have a great day.